Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, the meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. I just want to announce that not only is this the weekend recap, but this is the first official episode that I am doing this full time with Nico. So get ready for a lot more content. We are going to have some fun. And another special announcement is that we have the co-founder of Citadel 21, Hodl and not joining us. All right, let's go to the numbers. Number time. Number time is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever. But get your tickets now before the price goes up. Take advantage of the link down below in the link description for 10% off your tickets to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is 713,994. The Bitcoin price 47,605. Chain rewrite days 755. Total public lightning capacity. 3,286.23 Moscow time 2101 blocks to the happening 126,006 the numbers numbers alright so Phil <laughs> Phil yes the numbers I'm, the numbers suck okay yes they, they do suck we, we've been stuck in time okay but we try to make them fun we do try to make them fun we had some pizzazz right we had some pizzazz to the numbers we had some pizzazz but hey there was another all time high that is the block height and the hash rate too. That is the signal right there. That oh. is the goddamn signal. Hash rate I all time. I the high. maple syrup. <gasps> what was the hash rate at right now? I didn't catch it. Oh, one. Phil, Phil, pull up, pull up Clark. One nine six or something. Oh, okay, hold on. Let's go back to the Clark Moody dashboard. Pull up Clark Moody's. Let's let's check it out. All right, where's the hash rate? Uh, da, 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 da. mining, there mining. It there it is. Yeah. Hash rate one hundred and seventy-four exahashes. So it's not quite. We the, we bounced off. We we hit the peak, right? We hit the the all-time high, and we okay. pulled back a little but, bit. But but also uh, but also, I just I just want to tell everybody. Remember that there is no actual way to verify the actual hash rate. It's an estimation. Yes. Based on the block time. So I just want to let everybody know about that. But. We did make an all-time high on the hash rate, which means I won the bet with Phil, which means that he does have to drink a shot glass of pure Canadian maple syrup. Not Aunt Jemima's, okay? Not that American BS. Some, ma- And I know he has Canadian maple syrup. <laughs> I beca- do. <laughs> <laughs> he actually does. Oh, oh my God. I totally <laughs> made that think? up off the top of my head. But anyways, Phil, well... What are the what's that article <laughs> yes. that you wanted the at the numbers more num more signal more number signal? Okay, so check this out, right? Shout out to Freddy Crypto who tagged us in this. Let's take a look. This is a tweet from Zach Bitcoin. Very interesting stuff, right? Storeoftime.com. Never never really heard of this site. But take a look. Store of time. One day of work traded for money in the United States in 2020 and stored in Bitcoin today has a value of 6.27 days of work dude think about that let's go to the website you want to go to storevalue.com hell yeah you want to go to storevalue.com all right so take a look one day of work in the u.s in 2013 if you stored it as bitcoin today has a value of 415.50 days of work okay so Dude. when we talk about when we talk about time value theft, right? This is no joke. This is an amazing website. Hodl and I made a good point before if inflation adjustment is included in this. Yeah, I would I guess wonder. not. But it's I mean it's still uh, it's still a really cool uh, way of uh, visualizing yeah. Uh, Dude. Bitcoin. Even even 6 days. Okay. Phil instead of the United States Click Try a different country. Click Venezuela. Okay. Just scroll down. Yep. Yeah. Venezuela. Which do you want to go back to 2013? Yes, yeah. I do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Wait. wow. How many? That that's 477,000 days of work. Like you're you're long dead. Dude, that's a thousand. That's a thousand three hundred years. Yeah, you're, you've been gone for, for, you know, 10 times over. <laughs> like, 
Like, like, think about that right there, right? If we talk about generational wealth and generational theft, mm-hmm. look at this, right? This is like when we, when we talk about your grandkids, grandkids, grandkids aren't going to have to work. This is the numbers. Dude. All right. What other country? I'm having fun. Should we choose uh, another country? Uh, let's, let's try. Maybe Turkey. Let's try Norway. Norway. Okay. Let's go where with the, Norway. Where the Vikings live. Yeah. Let's go to Norway. It's going to be similar to the U.S., I guess. Yeah, it's pretty similar. No, actually, you know what? Let's look at Norway, right? 624.38. Started, okay, days of work started in 2013. And let's go back to... US was 400 something, right? Yeah, US was 400. So it's not that different. Yeah. Okay, we have a lot of viewers in Brazil. Let's check oh, yeah, out we Brazil. Do. Yeah, let's go to Brazil. Damn. Dude. 814 days of work. This is, this is insane. This, this is a great website. I mean, I, I think that this alone should be, should be shown to every single noob. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, wait, before you start, let's talk about your value and your time. Dude, <laughs> that is absolutely insane. I, and, and, and I think that it, it, the way that it puts it is just, it's so much better than, you know, because, you okay, you, you see the price accumulation, right? But you could always make more money, but you can never get back more time, right? So, like, just looking at it from that perspective is just, dude, the Venezuela thing, that made my, my you know, my, my body, like, goosebumps, dude. Like, that's insane. Dude, 1,300 years. 1,300 years, bro, I, if you would have put... I, I think got that... Yeah, on that note, I think, uh, I mean, as you say, you never get uh, get the time back. And uh, this is the first episode that Phil is uh, working full-time, right? Uh, because that's what he wants to do with his time. Uh, you quit your uh, terrible fiat mining job, uh, Phil? Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> so, because it, it just strikes me when we when we look at, uh, look at that uh, time chart and, I mean, one thing is to, to hodl and to relentlessly stack as much as you can, but I mean, time is also finite. So at some point, I mean, you also have to think about how, for how long are you going to waste your time in your terrible fiat shop, you know? Uh, yeah. I think it's uh, it's food for thought uh, anyways. Uh, I'm not saying people shouldn't uh, prioritize stacking sets, but uh, we should also prioritize uh, spending our time wisely. Absolutely. You know, there, there's something, you know, there's something that my wife always says, you know, like your, your life should be a, a, it should be a life worth living, right? Mm-hmm. It should be a life worth living. And as a result, there should be a certain quality of life that, that you accept and, and that you desire, you know? Okay. So that, that's exactly it, man. That's another reason, right? Why I left because I, I, I wanted, you know, I wanted this to be for me anyways, a life worth living. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I got to the point where I, I've started to feel that it, it just, you know, for me personally, it wasn't, you know, it, I think it's different for each person, right? Some people are very happy. Some people are excellent in, in, in doing, you know, the, the full fiat mining job. And, and that is fantastic. And it's commendable. Uh, unfortunately, I, I just got to the point where I knew I was going to start to not be so well. And you then, know? So, some people have cool fiat jobs, actually. Uh, but uh, I mean, uh, and some people have fiat jobs that end up producing the video content we discussed earlier. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. There, there is some. There is some really cool fiat jobs, but I, I forget where I read the statistics. I think it's like eighty percent of people hate what they do, um, and I think that you know Bitcoin provides provides a provides hope, dude. It provides hope for a better future, and you know, and I think that's why we're all here. I think that's why we're all so attracted to it. I think that's why we're all so obsessed with giving back you know with no expectation of you know getting anything in return right um so yeah man it's it's a it's a total game changer so optimistic this monday this monday morning or monday afternoon but anyways phil it's time for the daily fail the daily fail is brought to you by amber app check them out amber.app it's the easiest way to stack bitcoin it's a bitcoin stacking app by actual toxic bitcoiners anyways check out the link down below i i deeply offended i deeply offended our spokes muppet Okay, and I do apologize because I keep calling him a spokesperson. That's right. I'm, I'm old and it takes me a month to 
have routines. So eventually, I will call you a Muppet. Okay? Umber, the smart way stack sets. We've got, this has got a couple of fails, right? Just a couple. But um, this is a great example of something that uh, we see very often um, in and around Bitcoin. So I, I just wanted to, to draw some attention to this tweet and this behavior. Okay. I am an IBM certified machine learning engineer and blockchain developer. And I know that Bitcoin has no use. Go study, develop a network, and then claim anything related to technology. <laughs> so, so he, so, right? Wait, can, the, can, the, you, can you, hold on. Could you yes. scroll over his name thing? Just, sure. He def, no, no, yeah. Yeah, credentials, bro. Credentials. My creds, bro. <laughs> Look at my credentials, man. Look at my fiat credentials. I'm important. I know what I'm talking about. Okay, anyways, I'm sorry. I so he friend. knows a lot about computers. Therefore, he understands Bitcoin in its entirety. Okay? Now, that's a very interesting concept, right? That That's what this fail is leading to. This is something that we see quite often in Bitcoin because Bitcoin is multidisciplinary. Okay, just because you're good at one thing, it doesn't mean you totally get it. I learned that when I first got into Bitcoin. That's right. The concept I am talking about is the Dunning-Kruger effect, right? Evidenced by this graph. What is the Dunning-Kruger effect? It's a cognitive bias stating that people with low ability at a task overestimate their own ability and that people with high ability at a task underestimate their own ability. As described by social psychologists David Dunning and Justin Kruger, the, basic, the bias results from an internal illusion in people of low ability and from an external misperception in people of high ability. That is the miscalibration of the incompetent stems from an error about the self, whereas the miscalibration of the highly competent stems from an error about others. And this guy just did that. Dude, he's so confident. And, and you know what's funny? He tells you that. So hold on. The other piece to this, I just have to add. He tells you that Bitcoin has no use, but then he credentializes himself and tells you that he's a blockchain dev. What are you doing then, bud? What are you developing then if, if, if Bitcoin has no use? So what are you telling people? So you, he's outright telling people that he's a scammer then. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, this guy's so busy trying to prove how right he is, he's completely forgetting about actually being accurate in what he's looking at and what he's commenting about. No, spot on. And what, what I find uh, fascinating about, you know, that, that curve is that's usually the Bitcoin learning curve, okay? Mm -hmm. That little hump, that's where all the shit coins. That's, that's where you start shit coining, right? You're like, oh, look, let me get, let me buy the... This shit coin because of the tech narrative. Let me, you know, start fucking, you know, GPU mining. Let me start doing this and let me do whatever. And then you wreck yourself, right? And that's that little hump, right? It goes up, you know, you think you know everything. You think you're buying the right shit. And then it's really on the downfall, really on the downturn that you really start saying, I got to read 21 lessons. I got to read the Bitcoin standard. I got to listen to more podcasts. I got to afford myself here. Wow, the money is broken. This is much bigger than myself. This is a paramental shift. A par par I don't know the word, Phil. Help me out here. Parama uh, paradigm. Paradigm. Ah, paradigm shift. Nico got it. Woo! <laughs> uh, paradigm shift, right? This is, you know, this is literally we're, li we're living through the freedom of humanity through Bitcoin, right? For the first yeah. time individuals can own private property that's not easily confiscatable no matter where you are located on planet earth right it is a game-changing technology and only bitcoin could do that all the other shit coins suffer from some sort some sort of centralization right with ethereum we know that the majority of the nodes run on aws we know that if vitalik snaps his finger they changed their monetary policy. We still don't know the supply. And well, if you look back on human history, right, as long as human beings, even if they start with the most noblest of intentions, right, 
it they it always ends up corrupted over time right that's what we've seen throughout history happens over and over and over again bitcoin is the is our hope to finally finally break that cycle take the monetary policy out of the goddamn hands of humans right anyways space cat what are your thoughts on this uh <clears throat> my thoughts on bitcoin and uh, why it's the hope for humanity um i mean it's uh it's i think bitcoin is it's basically what keeps me going these days i mean what the fuck would we do in this world without bitcoin it's uh terrifying to think of uh if we didn't have have that tool to fight back with because uh clown world is still uh, pressing the accelerator and uh it's just getting crazier out there absolutely it, it just you know it protects you it protects you this orange force field it fills you with optimism and hope for the future and yeah man it's it's you know and and when you say protect it's 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 a peaceful revolution you know you just you don't want to participate in political money right yeah. if we didn't have bitcoin we would have to care about politics you know, we would have to be out there like, you know, protesting and like, who's going to who are we going to vote in? Who are we going to vote out? But that isn't going to fix anything until we separate the money from state. Nothing changes. And Bitcoin is our only hope to do that. Phil, yeah, we, 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 we oh. would have to we would have to settle everything on the fiat base layer than like uh, all our uh, principles and all our uh, ways of protest and everything and and. You can't settle anything on a on a fucked up base layer, as we know. So only with Bitcoin can we start building anything solid. Absolutely. I think it was you who told me. It was you who told me, and I never forget it. You said, Nico, the base layer of the world is broken, right? And Bitcoin's yeah. gonna fix it. But anyways, Phil, what's the next fail? All right. So on the uh, on the heels of this, right on the heels of this, we've got this great thread from Durgigi. So once upon a time, I sat down with Durgigi on the uh, on my Fun with Bitcoin podcast, and we did this um, essentially the um, you know shitcoin dismantling episode, right, where we dismantle why shitcoins are a complete waste of time, and Durgigi was you know good enough to put together a whole entire thread not related to that podcast in any way shape or form but just saying that you know he has verbalized this many times and it's great that he put together a massive thread on why shitcoins are a waste of your time and we're gonna go through it every blockchain competes in the monetary space blockchains can only secure and enforce the transfer of their native token nothing else to do this in a censorship-resistant and trustless manner, a monetary incentive is required. Consequently, all blockchain-based tokens are money and thus compete with other monies. All monies compete for liquidity. All digital monies are ledger-based, even tokens. To protect the ledger's history in a trustless fashion, proof of work is required. Consequently, all blockchain-based systems that operate in a trustless fashion compete with each other, not, not for liquidity, and this is something Nico will appreciate, but for hash rate. Hash rate equals energy. Energy equals security. Se security equals desirability. To dethrone the status quo, something like a 10x improvement is required. To dethrone a network, 10x isn't enough we've discussed this before and i'll i'll talk about this a little bit later on as well however bitcoin isn't only a network it's also a store of value this is important because while you can send the same message over two communication networks you can't store the same value twice further both value and security build up over time this is why base money is even more competitive than payment networks or communication networks. You can't put a single unit of value into multiple things. In short, all monies compete for liquidity. All proof of work chains compete for energy. Most people are unaware that Bitcoin has won both these races already. Further, the design space of money is limited. A 10x improvement on the monetary properties of Bitcoin is not possible. 
Bitcoin is close to perfect money. It is absolutely scarce, has infinite value density, and can be teleported at very low cost, can be validated cheaply, is programmable, and so on. You will not achieve a meaningful improvement by fine-tuning its parameters. <coughs> Shitcoins. Just like you won't meaningfully improve upon the wheel by calculating more digits of pi. Hats off to him for, for that comparison. That's... <laughs> Anyways, very well done. Um, I am trying my best to put these thoughts into a book. Feel free to check out what's already there and tag along here, 21-ways.com. Thanks, everyone, for all the kind words and all the support I've been getting over the years. Oh, and before I forget... Proof of stake is a dead end. Not only does it centralize over time and has no external cost, it also doesn't solve the problem of decentralized time stamping. Very well done. Very well done. Just, I want to just talk about the 10x factor, okay? I remember when I, I, remember when I, I thought about this and, and I said to myself, okay, how am I going to get people to move the value from the Bitcoin network to some shitcoin network? Okay? Well, the only way you can do it is offer at least a 10x, okay? And that's when it struck me that I couldn't, and, and again, right? Like I, I'm, you know, it's, it's, you know, like I'm far from perfect or anything like that. I couldn't imagine a 10x better money than Bitcoin. And at that moment, that was one of my realizations where I was like, that's why this is the closest thing we have to perfect. There is no 10x from this point. So... I just don't, I, again, you know, I think he, I think he voiced it elegantly, you know, and this is one of those things where when you really deeply understand Bitcoin, you can see why all these other things are just affinity scams. They do not have the same properties. They, they are literally like, they're, they're not even, I, I, I can't explain it except as, as a kid dressing up for Halloween, right? He dresses up as Superman, but then after that, he takes it off once he gets the candy. It's, it's the same thing like the shit coins, right? They, they dress up like Superman. Look at me. I'm going to do it all. Great. He goes around to all the houses, gets all the candy. He's done. Gets home, takes off the outfit. Boom. He's got your candy. <laughs> or in our case, your money. <laughs> Man, I, I, I love Gigi's work. It, phenomenal. He has such a way of, of explaining it. Um, and, you know, 21 lessons, right? It, just that thread in general. Um, you know, because it's all things that we know as Bitcoiners, but... We can't, you know, articulate it that well. And he just, you know, breaks it down in such a, you know, such a such an easy to consume uh, fashion. And, you know, it's 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 he's absolutely spot on. And uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, I've been saying this so much about, you know, proof of stake, like a proof of stake is essentially the model that we have today. We've been trying proof of stake. OK, we've been trying that. You know, look, look, look where it's look where it's ended us up. Right. You know, the giant wealth inequality caused by the continuing effect. We find ourselves in that today. Right. A group of elites think they know better. What is that but proof of stake? Right. You know, you, you own more of that said token and you have more influence over that network. Isn't that the same? Now you're an elite of that shit coin and you think, you know, better than everybody else. You know, like it's 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 just it's just horrific, man. And, and you know, all, all these things are getting peddled. But I think eventually what tends to happen is people get wrecked. They get wrecked enough and they find the truth and the truth is Bitcoin. But uh, Space Cat, what are your thoughts on uh, Gigi's thread? I love it. Uh, I read it before. <clears throat> I read it a day or two ago before before this uh, this talk, and uh, I really liked it. And I think Gigi has this very special blend of just rock solid technical uh, insights into Bitcoin, and he's also basically a philosopher uh, with uh, like. A superb ability to to paint uh, pictures and uh, of his vision and uh, use metaphors effectively and uh, yeah I think he's one of the Bitcoiners that definitely gets his message across most crisply to my mind at least I, I always enjoy talking to JJ and reading his stuff absolutely yeah you know and this goes back to something that. Phil and I have talked a lot about, which is, you know, and, and I hear this a lot when you go into the spaces, um, which is, 
you know, like I'm not a coder or I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I'm not a software engineer. It's like, you don't have to just find what you're good at. You know, I like making videos. Phil likes making videos. Hotelot likes making badass, you know, Bitcoin magazines, right? Find what you're good at, contribute. And, you know, that's Gigi's way of contributing. He's, he's a very talented writer, you know, so just, you know, give Bitcoin, you know, has given us so much. It's given us hope. It's given us a way out. You know, the least thing that you could do is give a little bit back. But any in meat space. Um, but anyways, yeah. Phil, it's time for the daily meme reviews. The daily meme review is brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. Check it out. It's different articles, stories by the most toxic plebs ever. And Get your copy soon because they're scarce. There's only a thousand copies made per volume. Get your copy of Citadel 21 today. All right, you guys know the drill. Sometimes uh, we like to cover pictures, memes, pictures. Is, is, as long as it has an umph, we like to cover it. Anyways, check this out. U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. So the CPI is essentially this very complex type of, you know, algebra equation that the government uses to calculate inflation and it's funny because they skew the hell out of it to make themselves look good so energy and food prices for example they're very they're they're not they're they're they have very low weight in this equation right which is the thing that most people spend their money on but anyways they made even more changes because this inflation thing is getting even more out of control check this out starting in january 2022 weights for the consumer price index will be calculated based on consumer expenditure data from 2019 and 2020 the vls considered interventions but decided to maintain normal procedures you got that right <laughs> They're not even uh, calculating inflation based on today's prices. <laughs> They're calculating <laughs> it on last year's. This is the fucking clown world that we're talking about. Fucking Anyways. Clowns. Oh, my God. Moving on to the next one. It is by Rummus. Uh, worried Americans. We just saw the worst inflation in 39 years. American government. You just saw the worst inflation in 39 years so far. <laughs> and look, just connect the dots. Connect the dots. They don't give a shit. Okay, that anyways. That is such a homework thing to say. Moving on. Uh, U.S. government. Inflation isn't that high. Inflation. <laughs> He's not high. Okay, anyways. Uh, Bitcoin Maximum. Bitcoin Journal 1. Sunday Bloody Sunday by Lena Sish. We protect savings from central bank devaluation. We transact lightning fast without a third party. We're taking back our financial sovereignty. Do you need a license for that? Exactly. Ah, very nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. NFTs explained by Pubby. <laughs> Original screenshots. Absolutely hilarious. And last but not least, it's by Sal the Ergorist. I might add, he is a shit coiner. He yeah. stands for Bitcoin Cash. But it is a good meme. So, anyway, let's review it. When Some the creates a lot of good memes. It's a shame it's such a shit coiner. I agree. I 100% agree with the space cat. When the inflation rate is at a 40 year high because one in five dollars were printed in the last year, Keynesian economics. I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> but you know who did see it coming? Bitcoiners did. And look who's tagged in it. Paul Krugman. Absolutely phenomenal memes. And because of that, I'm going to give it this very unique score a blue pen. What about you, Phil? Oh, man, those were, those were great memes. And I just want to add to that Sal the Agorist account. I have heard rumors, of course, that that is, that, 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 that is a Roger Versock puppet account. Don't know if that's true, but just saying, I, I don't really think it is, but just saying this is something that I have heard throughout the years. Um, but I have zero legitimacy towards it or anything. Anyways, my score is going to be, that's right, I have to hide it out of the camera to bring it in so that you didn't see it. I'm going with the very significant BitPiggy's Magnet. Ooh. That's right. Excellent score. And last but not least, Space Cat, what would you give those memes? Yeah, as they were all, they were all inflation related and, uh, I couldn't uh, help but noticing that you have been printing uh, quite a beard lately. 
So I think I will uh, give these names uh, one strand of hair from uh, Nico's magnificent beard. <laughs> That's going to look hilarious when you put that together. Awesome. <laughs> just random, just one random hair on the screen. <laughs> awesome, awesome scores for some awesome memes. Anyways, guys, remember, we say some truthful things on the show and we might rub shoulders with the wrong people. So check, definitely subscribe to our channel on alternative video platforms that don't censor as much as youtube subscribe to us on rumble.com and bitcointv.com and of course join our telegram group link us some bitcoin memes to review because a bitcoin meme review and we need memes to review as a bitcoin meme review but anyways phil it's time for the daily news the daily news is brought to you by cryptocloaks.com they make the best 3d printed bitcoin merch like the bitcoin honey badger look you can put your favorite hardware wallet or the 3d printed bitcoin freedom grenade it unscrews you put open dimes in there really cool stuff anyways take advantage of the link down below for five percent off anything on the store cryptocloaks.com all right everybody uh so this is really crazy when I saw this and the whole segment from from Tuker is about nine minutes long and um, he essentially reported every single thing that Phil and I have been telling you about for the last six months. So the fact that, you know, two plebs on YouTube were faster than one of the most watched mainstream media uh, I mean, I would say legacy media talk show host is absolutely incredible. But put that aside. I want you guys to focus on something. Inflation is going mainstream. And by inflation going mainstream, Bitcoin is starting to go mainstream. Bitcoin is seeping in to the mainstream subconscious. Anyways, let's check out the, the, the clip from Tucker. So tell us again, Joe Biden, how inflation is at 7%. Read some more government numbers to us. One group that would never even consider believing numbers like these, crap like this, is investors. They're not looking at the consumer price index. They do this for a living, and they know exactly what dangerous inflation looks like. And that's why they're buying hard assets. You see it everywhere. The median sales price of an existing single-family home in Austin, Texas, increased 33.5% in a single year. The median price of a condo around Miami has gone up nearly 21%. Now, real estate in Dade County was already wildly overheated. Now it's a bonfire. Why is that happening? Simple, investors are afraid. Consider equities prices. The S&P 500 is up 28% in the last year. Now, if you're looking for the real inflation rate, that's a lot closer than the CPI is gonna get you. But if you want to know what people who think about money for a living really think about the economy and the value of the U.S. dollar, look at the value of cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is, by definition, a refuge from inflation. People buy Bitcoin when they decide the U.S. dollar is no longer safe. What's happened in Bitcoin? It's up 164% in the past year. Yeah. That was yeah. perfect. Why, but why didn't he say Bitcoin instead of cryptocurrency? Exactly. Well... It's okay, he's learning, he's learning. He's, he's learning. learning, he's learning. When because, Sailor, yeah. because what he says is like perfectly true in relation to Bitcoin and it's perfectly untrue in relation to shitcoins. So, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely spot on. And But, you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? You got to start, you gotta start somewhere. Um, oh, yeah. And the fact Look. that this is... Remember, guys, we've shown you Tucker's ratings, okay? He is the most watched talk show host in legacy media over three million viewers a night and the fact that he's calling out the cpi which we have been doing for months that it's a scam he's calling out the inflation right which is a scam right and he's pointing out there's a solution there's bitcoin on mainstream tv mind you bitcoin didn't exist 15 years ago this is absolutely historic. I can't even imagine what's going to happen next year. Because if you think this inflation thing is going to stop, you've been reading way too much Paul Krugman. Phil? 
I just want to point out that they call, you know, people call it cryptocurrency until they understand enough about Bitcoin. Then it just becomes Bitcoin and shitcoins. So he's he's almost there, right? Like I remember, I, I used to call I used to call it cryptocurrency too, before I had enough conviction and before I understood Bitcoin to a certain uh, enough, right? And, and I I caveat that enough because everybody has a different. Everybody is coming to Bitcoin from a different angle, right? There's people coming to it from an investment angle. There's people coming to it from the medium of exchange. There's people coming to it from censorship resistance. Like people coming to it from you know philosophically from an economics background. As we know, we have, you know, doctors in the in the space, right, that, that that look at how Bitcoin could fix the medical system. So, again, right, it's once you understand Bitcoin enough for yourself, you realize there's no such thing as cryptocurrency. Absolutely. Space Cat, was that a, so I, we you know, we do this every day, right? Was that as historical for you as it was for us seeing something like that on, on such a on on? mainstream media legacy media better said um in some in some way yes maybe but uh, i don't know i think i think this year has been so crazy for bitcoin in so many ways that it's 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 hard to i mean i, I become kind of numb you know to to it all uh but yeah it's uh it's crazy as you say to see the most viewed uh what what's the name of this guy pundit or uh, uh or like Tucker, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but he is a pundit, right? Uh, oh yeah, 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 he is a pundit, correct? Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, that that that's big, and to see them like actually calling out the bullshit of the CPI, and then uh, then like, and here is Bitcoin. It 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 speaks volumes about what's happening in the collective consciousness uh, these days. That uh, Bitcoin is actually starting to take it the place place it was built to be in to, to be the lifeboat yeah. in a situation like this so it's probably only going to accelerate uh, sharply from here and uh, uh, i have no idea how bitcoin is below 50k right now it's uh, it's a huge opportunity for uh, for bitcoiners absolutely i completely agree we don't like to speculate on the channel but hey we definitely completely feel exactly how Autonaut feels. But anyways, um, that's the only... You guys get a small taste. Uh, but anyways, so look. We showed you guys, you know, you know the, the, the front lines because this is an information war. This is a battle for people's minds, what we're living through right now in this giant clown world. And if you think the state is going to go gently into that good night. And when I mean the state, I really mean, you know, the 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 state that is fueled and paid for by fiat money. Do you think they're going to hand over the keys lightly? You're kidding yourself. And the front line of the Bitcoin revolution, like we've been telling you guys for many months, is going to be in countries like the Ukraine, in countries like El Salvador, countries like the Kingdom of Tonga. We had Lord Fusucha on the show. Why? Because those countries least benefit from the legacy financial system. Therefore, Bitcoin provides a better alternative. But do you think the U.S. government is just going to look the other way? That's not at all what they're doing. And check this out. Because of the power of the Internet, we're able to expose <laughs> them in real time. Check out this tweet by <laughs> Steve Hankey lit, uh, attached to a corporate legacy media article. El Salvador, El Salvador negotiated with gangs, U.S. Treasury says. According to U.S. Treasury, El Salvador President Nayib Bukele negotiated with Salvadorian gangs MS-13 and Barrio 18 to keep homicides low in 2020. The news came as the U.S. Treasury designated two more Bukele government officials for sanction. El Salvador is a hotbed for corruption. Why are why are they focusing so much on El Salvador? Anyways, let's take a look at Bukele's approval rating, right? Around 47% of the population strongly approve. Add another 37% on top of that, right? You know, that's a majority of approval rating. Compare that to Joe Biden's, which is in either the high 20s or low 30s, right? So this guy is majorly approved by most of the country and how he's been handling it. And I might add, before Naim Bukele, the murder rate in El Salvador was atrocious. 
after Nayib Bukele, the murder rate in El Salvador. It's actually safer than some American cities like Chicago and like some cities in California. But anyways, going back, let's check out these accusations, right? Uh, here is, and this is the power of Twitter, right? Anyways, this is why they, they banned Donald Trump. They took him off of Twitter, right? Because he was circumventing the gatekeepers of information that the legacy media used to have, right? They used to be, they used to have to, that was the only source to get your information. But now Twitter allows us to talk to amongst each other without going through anybody, just like Bitcoin allows us to transact with, with, with each other without going through anybody as well, right? The world is changing. Anyways, check out what Na Naeem Bukele has to say. False accusations, and he's essentially retweeting this. This is a U.S. government official. We condemn Naeem Bukele's false accusations against the president and other U.S. government officials, including Ambassador Maine's and current charge uh, D'Affaires' uh, Brendan O'Brien. And then it makes you wonder why they write articles like this, right? Ah! That's a, that's quite a coincidence. And if you look at the screenshots of the actual communications with a U.S. government official in El Salvador, it completely debunks the the accusations that he was accused of. Now, I don't know the exact details, right? But I will link it, it down below. But what I'm trying to say is, dude, busted, caught red-handed right they're trying to say listen we condemn Naim Bukele's false accusations but they are the accusations they are the receipts brought to you by Naim Bukele but wait there's more bear with me check this out US taxpayers should know that their government is using their money to fund communist movements against a democratic elected and with a 90% approval rating government in El Salvador it's not working. The people of El Salvador won't go back to that terrible past. That's right. You have the FMLN, and if you look it up, it's a far left party, right? It, let me read you a little bit of its backstory. It is alleged by the United States that some credit for the unity of the five organizations that formed the FMLN may belong to Cuba's Fidel Castro, who facilitated negotiation between the groups in Havana in December 1979. However, neither the Cuban nor Soviet government were significantly responsible for forming the FMLN, although it received some of its arms and supplies from the Soviet Union in Cuba. They committed atrocities during the El Salvadorian Civil War. Historically, there were Marx, uh, Marxist-Leninist, far-left, parliamentary-left, left-wing party, right? And they're being funded by the United States. And why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? <laughs> Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yep. They're attacking this guy from every angle, using legacy media to write BS articles, using vampires like Steve Hankey to come out and say this BS, and they're funding. They're funding. Remember, these are the same people that are saying Naim Bukele is a danger to democracy, even though they're paying activists to protest against a person that has a 90% approval rating in El Salvador. So who really is the danger to democracy? Is it Naim Bukele? Or is it the United States of America trying to put El Salvador under its boot because it's choosing to opt out of the enslavement fiat system? Who is the danger to democracy? This is some BS and it must be called out. But wait, Phil, there's more. Check this out. The legacy media isn't done yet. White supremacists <laughs> turned to Bitcoin for financial lifeline report. Ugh. Bitcoin has played a central role in financing the white supremacy movement, according to a new Hate Watch analysis published by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Hate Watch identified and compiled over, you heard that number right, 600 Bitcoin and shitcoin at just 600 associated with white supremacists and other predominant far-right extremists for this essay. Well, okay, so let's give them the benefit of the doubt and believe them. The U.S. government is funding far-left communists in El Salvador. With what? With dollars! 
Do you, you know who see else uses those dollars? Wait, do you, wait. Do you, do, you, do you see terrorists? Do you see the hypocrisy here? Do you see the hypocrisy here? Your Don't. legacy media narrative does not work. The internet is eating it alive. Bitcoin is going to eat your lunch. You guys will lose. You've been exposed in every single possible way. People are waking up to the BS. The way that you guys have been used to operating for so long is not going to work anymore. Swallow it. And the, the faster you accept it, the better it's going to be for you and your citizens. Phil? I just wanted to quickly add that the white supremacists use dollars as well. How, how are these people paying their bill? Like, I mean, I just don't understand this. Like, this, this psychotic narrative that they can pull this together, right, is, is just completely mind-blowing. Because everybody needs money. Everybody uses money to transfer value. So all of a sudden, all, all of a sudden, it, it becomes th this simple-minded idea. Look, Bitcoin is helping white supremacists. Phil, it's like, really? The, the U.S. government is funding yeah. far-left communists in El Salvador to try to subvert the Salvadorian government because they accepted Bitcoin. And mainstream media wants you to focus on 600 Bitcoin accounts. Where do you think the actual signal is? What do you think is the most, the, the scary part? Right. So whenever they say this is a danger to democracy, that's not what they mean. It means it's a danger to the politicians, to their jobs, to the state, to their power. That's what it means. This is absolutely ludicrous, dude. And if it wasn't for Twitter, we wouldn't know any of this. Naim Bukele you know is completely circumventing. The narrative. He's saying, nope, okay, I have the receipts from the actual U.S. politician. You're lying. We caught you lying, right? And what do they have to say? They have nothing to say. They're, they're not going to respond to that. But they use the media machine to try to convince people that Bitcoin is used for far-right supremacy, even though they're projecting because they're doing the exact opposite and funding far-left communists. Absolutely insane. I, Space Cat, like, am I crazy? Like, am I seeing no, no, things no. that are not there? You're not crazy, man. If anything, you're uh, you're not uh, shouting loudly enough, you know. And on, the, on the note of white supremacists, I just noticed that... Uh, Anyone referencing the the current uh, shit shit happening in the world as clown world? They're also white supremacists now. You know, uh, clown world is a white supremacy yep. uh, in, indicator right now. So it's, it's 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 getting pretty pretty pathetic what they're doing, and uh, uh, I think uh, like the mainstream media is what they're relying on to further this narratives mm -hmm. all the time. And uh, Joe Rogan had a nice line on that like a couple of weeks ago where he like what the fuck is cnn doing how like how stupid are they like uh, speaking uh blatant falsehoods about what i've been saying when when i have like way more uh, way more listeners than cnn does so you have people like joe rogan like tim pool like uh, a lot of other uh, smaller but still big uh, outlets and signal bringers uh, that sling signal uh, and have starting to get rack up big numbers of people listening to them and that's why we're seeing the increasing crackdown on social media of course i mean youtube removing their downvotes for example which is yes. absolutely terrible uh, let's and, go uh, brandon they couldn't they couldn't <laughs> have you seen the ratio have you yeah, seen yeah, the yeah. ratios of his of his Just of any of, of the white house press releases brutal ratio it was brutal every, single, every yeah, single, yeah. single one 80 million votes i'm just gonna say that yeah so uh, and i think we're, we're losing twitter of course man this this new oh, content yeah. health department uh i don't have hopes for twitter uh it's gonna be wrecked pretty fast um I, I think I'll be suspended from there soonish. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw they started suspending people who say that uh, people can spread, which is like a fact. It's not even controversial, but they're still suspending people for tweeting it. So they're going hard. Yeah, in, you know, it's a it's a touchy subject that we we can't you know speak about a lot on on, on YouTube, but. Definitely yeah. when it comes to um, 
you know, that specific topic of, of you know, I, I think that we made it very clear that we think that you should it should be up to the individual to choose whether they decide to take the jab or not. But what I think can be said very confidently is that a lot of the initial promises that we were pitched by the officials in in relation to the efficiency of you know of these things were completely false okay and 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 that and a lot of information has come out since then right but you know we just want to specify you know do what you think is best for your health right you know and 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 talk to your doctor of course but i i completely agree dude and i I just want to add to what hot was saying in terms of the mainstream um dude they're no longer mainstream media they're corporate legacy media okay because joe rogan is mainstream media tim pool is mainstream media uh steven crowder amazing show by the way um Mm. he is mainstream media and the views that these people are getting they're getting in the millions right and -hmm. if you compare that to cnn and msnbc they're getting less and less they're dying right so in order to remain relevant they keep race baiting, you know, and and it, it goes back to what you were saying. Anything that goes against the official globalist narrative is racist and far right. Everything, yeah. everything, right? Everything. So and and it's funny because I love this example with what's going on in El Salvador. The exact opposite is true. The exact opposite is true. We're literally caught red-handed. The U.S. government is funding far-left communists that were responsible for genocides in the El Salvadorian civil war if it means potentially attacking the Bitcoin legal tender law in El Salvador. This is the level of evil that you're dealing with, that we're dealing with. This is the battle. And like we've been saying, guys, expect the rhetoric to intensify. Things are going to get a lot more intense before they get better. But this is a peaceful revolution. All you got to do is opt out, take your Bitcoin to cold storage, and we'll win this thing. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Before we go to the the open source software releases, two books that people should definitely check out. Dope Inc., and Confessions of an Economic Hitman. That's a great book. Yeah. Okay, so that, that is really going to help shed some light on what's going on with El Salvador. Absolutely. Open source software releases? Software <laughs> releases. The software releases are brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. I know Daniel's already sent a Cypher grid to Nico. Hopefully I'm going to get one soon. But right now what I've got is... The Cypher Wheel, it is the best place to store your seed. Pet-proof, tamper-proof, fire-proof, and most importantly, it's fill-proof. Anyways, the link is down below. All right, we've got Mercury Wallet version 0.4.56 that was released. That's down below. Awesome. I'm done. (laughs) He's done. But he's not done because he's got to drink a shot of maple syrup tomorrow. Next episode. Next episode. Next episode. Anyways, guys, before we go, I want to give a very, very special shout out to a dear friend of ours, the legendary, the one and only, the Space Cat. You can go give him a follow on Twitter at HODLNOT. And of course, check out Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine pulling nuggets of high signal meow out of chaos. Definitely really cool. Get yourself a physical copy. But anyways, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash the like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective, definitely consider that because the corporate media perspective sucks, man. It really does. And, uh, and the catastrophic fails because there's so many these days. Definitely consider subscribing. We'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin. Words are weapons. Don't let them get changed.